This podcast is part of E2C Network, where we share the whole Auburn experience. War Eagle Auburn fans, and welcome to Tiger Tracks, your source for Auburn cross-country and track and field news and discussion. I'm your host, Jessica Loomis, and I'm here with my husband, Kyle, to discuss the NCAA South Regional Meet and the NCAA Cross-Country Championship Meet. Just as quickly as it got started, it's already done. I mean, that's always how it is with cross-country and indoor track. They're, like, so short. Well, but, like, with cross-country, you typically have about four, if not five, regular regular season season meets, meets, and you've got two post-season meets, which we're talking about today. But it just is, it seems like there would be a little bit more, you know, times that we get to to get to know them, spend time with them out there across the country. Across the country, yes, for cross country. Even though we really don't technically go across the country, we I mean, we, we go across the region. We go, we go, we go up to Indiana. It seems like a lot in Florida. Well, but that's the region, though. The region, okay. The region for me would be the so southeast. We are going to talk about regionals first because yes. obviously that would be the first thing. Since we already mentioned regionals, to yes. discuss. So regionals happened at the John Hunt Cross Country Course in Huntsville, Alabama, on November eleventh. So about a month ago. What do you think it takes to get named a for you to have a cross country course named after you? Oh, you have to donate a lot of money because I was reading about the cross country um, location for mm-hmm. the NCAA championship meet. Yeah. Oh, those people donate like eight to sixteen million dollars. Like I can't remember the exact figure, but it was somewhere between eight and sixteen million. Could we put down a deposit? With what money? I don't know. <laughs> so if anybody wants to be a Patreon, Kyle wants to own a cross-country course now. I didn't say I wanted to. I was just curious, like, who, you know, how does that work? You know, usually money's involved. It's always money. Always. Yep. So John Hunt, that cross-country course. Yes. Auburn has been there before this season. It's a great, great course that Auburn really enjoys. Even mm-hmm. Coach Kynes said how much they enjoy that course. So it was really nice that that's where regionals were held. 39 schools competed for the women and 34 for the men. And the top two schools in each race automatically go to nationals, yep. just as a reminder. Yeah. Kyle, do you want to start with the women? Or would you- I'd be happy to discuss all the ladies. I was actually about to start singing all the single ladies, but I don't know these these ladies personal. So yeah, I, I you don't, don't know, know that, that they're would, single. So. That, that's fair. So that would not have been appropriate on my part to do all that. All right. The women, they ran a 6K, finished 11th overall in regionals with 334 points. There are a total of 228 female athletes competing in this race. Again, this I think we've talked about some races where there are a few more, but this is the best of the best of the best. Correct. So trying to will that for the region down. for the regions yes for that there so you can will it down even further into nationals which we'll talk about in a little bit so let's talk about all of the people that competed for us it is headlined by none other than one of the family names we've gotten to know in cross country the rogers family samantha rogers this is her second ncaa regional meet she had her career best 6k performance at the sc championship meet with a time of 20 minutes 12.66 seconds she here placed 16th with a time of 20 minutes and 7.1 seconds, a new PR for so, Samantha. So, two meets in a row, she's had PRs. Yep, exactly what you would hope that we would do. At the end of the season, as absolutely. You, as you get to SEC titles, as you get to regionals, and now this, you want to kind of see that, even if it's not like a significant amount, just given that little extra best to keep pushing to that better and better time so you maximize your opportunities. There's like a little click that you normally do in the thing where you do chipping away like you're like click 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 you've done it in a podcast previously i have yeah you have i don't know what what you're all right we'll we'll just move on then because i don't know what you're talking about all right now let me uh, we have been mispronouncing gene 
I always say Katsi. I, I, Is it I, I think it's Katsi. So yeah. if we're still, that's mi- what I suggested at the beginning of the season, and Kyle went with what he thought. Well, so we're going to go with that. If we're still mispronouncing it, we tried. Gene Katsi had a career best 6K at the SEC Championship meet with a time of 20 minutes 33.55 seconds. Here she finished 53rd overall, 21 minutes 13.2 seconds. We had Hannah Tarwater placing 54th, 21 minutes 13.8 seconds, a new PR for her as well. Hallie Porterfield placed 103rd overall, 21 minutes, 56.6 seconds. Sarah Pacer placed 116th, 22 minutes, 5.3 seconds. Now, all of those would be the point scores for us. That's correct, because we got those top five right there. So that That's was, correct. You've actually learned something. I, I retain a few things every season or so. That's, really proud. That's about all I can do. So we have Samantha, Jean, Hannah, Hallie, and Sarah as your scorers, contributing to that 11th place overall finish. Uh, when you t- total up all the team scores there. Who we also had competing, uh, we had Hannah Thuss, 150th overall, in a time of 22 minutes, 42.6 seconds. And then Haley Marston placed 161st overall in a time of 22 minutes, 47.8 seconds. So, you know, it sticks out to me there. I'm going to steal one from you. Two PRs that we've mentioned already from overall, you know, uh, people scoring individually as well. Correct. But look at, you know, right here, how many total athletes we had running. 228. Everybody placed almost in the top 160 there. So nobody was in the very back group there. It's kind of what we've been talking about a lot. Cross country has been increasing its prominence for Auburn over the past few years. And even the non-scores were, you know, not in the back, back, back group of everybody right. there. Very impressive. Absolutely. So let's talk about the men at regionals. So the men ran a 10K, um, and they finished fifth overall with 204 points, and there were 180 athletes competing. So for first for Auburn to score was Ryan Kinane, and this is actually his second regionals meet. He finished seventh overall with a time of 29 minutes, 33.2 seconds, and this is his 10K PR by almost a full minute. That's incredible. I, I just can't even imagine. Like, this is his best race of his life, obviously. Yep. And I believe he's a senior, if I'm not mistaken. So, you know, you really want to see him go out with a bang. And obviously, this is just regionals. I mean, hey, but, man. he did that. Wow. So, then next, we had Carson Bedix placing 25th. And he also had a PR with a time of 30 minutes, 24.1 seconds. Followed by Lewis O'Loughlin placing 42nd, and he got a PR with a time of 30 minutes, 59.6 seconds. So the top three finishers for Auburn all got PRs and all finished within the top 45 yeah. athletes. And especially two big names that we've been talking about for a long time, Ryan Kinane and Carson Bedix. It's yeah. really good to see them not only leading the way up there, but getting PRs as well while they're leading the way. Absolutely. Well, and this year with the addition of Lewis. Yeah. I mean, it's just incredible that all three of them got PRs. So then we had Cooper Atkins placing 69th in 31 minutes, 31.8 seconds. Joseph Perry placing 83rd in 31 minutes, 48.1 seconds. Those were all of your scores for Auburn. Then our final two Auburn athletes were Isaiah Billingsley placing 87th in 31 minutes, 53.9 seconds. And Dustin Lewis rounding us out placing 93rd in 32 minutes, 1.8 seconds. So every Auburn athlete for the men was in the top 100. I know. Isn't that awesome? Absolutely. I mean, they, and let's see, the last... Kyle is scrolling the screen and I can't see anything. Sorry. About Sorry. That. Sorry. Um, Dustin placing 93rd out of 180. So almost everybody placing in the top half. That's too. what I was going up to look for. You just found it quicker quicker than me. So top almost top half, everybody. 
top 100 at least, three PRs yep. at the very top of your scores there, and two of your more prominent names are leading the way, and one of them especially maybe their final year. That's a great storyline in and of itself right there for the guys. Just a great regional finish for them. Now, our final topic of this podcast and of the cross-country season was obviously the NCAA cross-country championships. Mm. So we had one qualifier. I bet everybody can guess Ryan Kinane. Yeah, I was about to say, I think we all know who that is. (laughs) So he qualified um, for the first time in his running career. And this is actually the first individual Auburn qualifier that has happened since 2014 for the men. That's first of all, I swear Ryan had already been one time before, nope. but we've been talking this is his first time. Yeah. Um, Brenda Kygan had been before. Um, who else had gone? I know this is for the ladies. Uh, there's a few others that we uh, did Joyce Camelli, Joyce Camelli, because she won, you know, she won the um, not the individual title, but the SEC championship. Okay. But anyway, so we've talked about individual qualifiers for the women. But as you said, this is it's the for first the for the men. So that's in, in eight years. So, again, kind of like the storyline I've been trying to harp on here is where Jessica and I have been talking about cross-country, yes, but even track and field. We've watched this program, you know, start to kind of, especially in the cross-country way, rise up and kind of push itself further and further each and every season. Absolutely. So, let's talk about the cross-country championship race. So, it was November 19th, just eight days after he went to regionals, and this was at the Grenier I might be saying that wrong. Grainer. That's how I'll go with that. Okay. Grainer family. I'm not going to fault you for that. OSU cross country course. This is in Stillwater, Oklahoma. And this is a new course. It's been open since 2019. I'll bet you it's real flat out there. It's actually (laughs) not. Really? So it's all grass, which is awesome, but it does have various degrees of elevation. Oklahoma has grass. I didn't know they had grass. What would they have? Just just dust and. You're so ignorant. I know. I'm just going with stereotypes. So this course, um, it's obviously, it was built specifically to be a cross-country course. Like that is its one purpose. So it's got this wide course, which is 10 meters throughout the Mm -hmm. whole course. And then at the end, it even expands further to be, I think, 18 meters. So it's huge. And according to the website that I found, it's got lots of places for spectators to see. And because there are various degrees of elevations, Kyle, hills... There are ways that spectators can actually view the course and see their athletes compete. Excuse me for hearkening back to my days in English 101 and the Grapes of Wrath and watching them be in Oklahoma and them talking about being dusty and flat. Okay, but not all of Oklahoma is like that. This is still water. It's a joke. The word water is in its name. There has to be greenery. I don't don't know water and greenery. Well, you have to have have water to make grass. Do you? Yes. I don't know that's that. Grass exact. doesn't grow if there's no water. That's why your yard turns brown if so, there's no water. Well, so how does, you know, cactus? I know that's not grass. That's not grass. We're anyway, not talking about cactus. We're not, this, not, this is not a botany show. We're not going to get Clearly, into Clearly, because Kyle sucks. No, that's not true. I have a degree that says otherwise. I took a botany class. Probably but your degree's not in botany. <laughs> so, back to the NCAAs. I, I do want to say this. Too. I like the location of this one, especially if they're going to yeah. make it specific. You know, literally, if we're going to continue to use puns this entire show... This is the sport of cross country. So literally everybody can come from across the country to the middle of the country and run there on a specifically designed course. That's a great feature to have. Like, and I know they're going to rotate it around. This is probably not the only place it's going to go every single year for nationals, but I think it's a really great place because think about it for track and field, Jessica, everybody goes to Oregon every year. It's on one side of the country, but it's the best facility out there. So it's nice that you have such a unique 
and specified course for everybody to go to if they want to, more often than not. Absolutely. So at the race, there were 255 runners. Um, Obviously, it was a 10K course for the men, just like regionals. And Ryan, our one athlete, finished 89th overall. And his time was 30 minutes, 9.5 seconds. So not quite up to his PR that he got at regionals, but a solid performance by Ryan. So let's kind of do some quick math here. So we had about 150 for the guys at regionals. 180. 180, excuse me. I know I said that wrong. 180. So let's assume that the other regional had just as many, if, you know, maybe give or take a few, right? Okay. Because I think Where are you going with this? Well, I'm just saying like, you know, the numbers here. So you probably had in regionals competition somewhere between 300, 350 runners and then 255 made it to nationals. And he still finishes out of all those. How are there four regions? I don't know. I thought there were only two regionals. Southeast, Northeast, Northwest, Southwest. Well, that makes my point even further. See, I told you math was not my strong suit. If we had four regionals, which is apparently the truth, uh, that makes my point even further. That 89th out of all the best runners from the four regions of everybody that was at those competitions, Ryan Kinane pulls that off. That's I think great. the easier way, you're you're right in what you're saying. It just took you a whole novel to get there. I went across the, country to get there. <laughs> yes, literally. <laughs> the point that you were trying to make is he is 89th best out of the entire country for collegiate athletes. Exactly. Yes. So I said it in two sentences, what it took you a minute. I like to paint the picture. You and Bob Ross. Yes, except I don't have happy little trees and mountains and, and hills. I just well, talk about they did at a, the flat, dusty, a flat, dusty bowl of still water. So okay. why don't you, Kyle, I've got some highlights here. Why don't you tell us about we Ryan? We've got some things about Ryan to talk about. He earned the 2022, everybody take a deep breath, because here we go, the USTFCCCCA All-Region Team. Great job. You said all the letters correctly. United States Track and Field Cross-Country Collegiate Association. Great. And if you had said collegiate correctly, you would have been perfect. Wow. This is just a day of calling Kyle out for his crap. <laughs> oh, again, can I just for a second... Can we can we shorten that acronym somehow? I know, right? I'm actually proud that you remember what it stood for. How can you not remember when you <laughs> see that pop up every single time? Like, it's not that it makes me upset, but it kind of sounds like it does. Like, U-S-T-F-C-C-C-C-A. <laughs> the A is so aggressive. A. Because you got so tired of saying everything else. Anyway, so congratulations. That was not the point. The point is, Ryan earned the all-region team. Incredible way to finish potentially his career at Auburn. He also, that's not all. And, you know, this feels like Price is Right. And that's not all, folks. He won the 2022 SEC Scholar Athlete of the Year. And he earned this because he has a 3.92 GPA. Yep. And second team, all SEC honors on top of that. I think what an incredible, incredible way to end his year. Absolutely incredible. So, and we look forward to just hearing about Ryan and his future. You know, it doesn't always have to be about cross country and he's really passionate about being a pilot and flying and stuff. So you did your research, apparently. I am no idiot. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) you you did marry me. So there's there's one thing that's working against you. That's self-deprecating humor. Yep, yep, yep. So this has been a great cross country season. I mean, Top notch, truly. To have somebody yep. make it to nationals is huge. And to have a male athlete make it since we haven't had somebody since 2014, just really excited. Well, and again, you know, Coach Kite is the, you know, the... The breath of fresh air. Well, but he's he's been here for two years now. Yep. And, but we have a new head coach over track and field cross country program. Like... Right. And Ty Burrell. But like what I was saying is it's nice to in his first year have us off to this really great start in the cross country facet because it all falls under his purview at some point down the line. Yeah, and I guess it all falls under the athletic director, too. 
but let's not take away from Coach Kine. What is, what is this? You just poking holes in my arms? I'm just, I don't want to take You're... away from what the actual cross-country coach did he, for this team. I am not taking away from that in any shape or, or fashion. You, so, do you understand what color commentary is? I'm supposed to paint the picture, literally. <laughs> and so Jessica just says... I'm just going to call she, you Bob Ross. Jessica just says... Paint the picture, Kyle, and then I'm going to tear it down. That's exactly <laughs> what's been happening on this final cross-country show of the season. I guess so. So, Not as upset. Said, I'm just disappointed. <laughs> if y'all can see his face, this is all in, in jest. Is it? You'll find out later. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, we will still be together for the indoor track season. Because that Maybe. actually, oh, my gosh. <laughs> Bob Ross, calm down. Um, we actually start indoor track season December 19th, so super soon. They have an early bird meet, and it is in Washington for the UW Oshkosh Early Bagosh. Bird Meet. I know. It's so, first of all, Oshkosh is such a hard word to say, and then have to say that and not say Oshkosh Bagosh. I mean, yeah, I don't know, really know what I can add to that, because it'll probably be torn down by Jessica anyway, so... <laughs> Sheesh. We better just end before we argue. Been fun cross-country season. Looking forward to track and field. Absolutely. War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.